Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Donnie Molly. And today we are joined by mystical life coach, Rachel Baker, everybody. Rachel Baker. Hi, babe. Um, today, you know, we're, we really want to discuss kind of what I would call the most pivotal part of the work that we coach and guide others on. You know, we've, the three of us have been on this journey for what, almost two years with Daniel, you a little bit more and man, just because you learn on day one, what it means to connect to your heart does not mean like, Oh, poof, you get it. You understand it. I don't know for, for you guys, but for me, it's been an evolution of deeper understanding of what that means and what that feels like. And Baker, you came in with this topic today of talking about the heart chakra and this energy center and the importance of it. And I think this is a great episode for us to get to the nitty gritty of it, of individual journeys of that and what that's looked like and how powerful the, the experience has been for us. Yeah. Uh, one of the most important parts of being a student is being open enough to hear and take something in and, and have it take on a different meaning. Um, I think we have a lot of ideas about what things are. And then when we hear something new, it bashes against that ideology and we're, we're not willing to let something new in. So as we're listening today, it's like for all of you, will you be willing to listen from the ears of a student Drop everything, like drop everything that you know, drop everything that you think you know, and be willing to listen through the ears of a student. And I think we've been all prompted to do that with Rachel's work because a lot of us have, have come in with some ideas about things. And wow, she would say certain things during our certification and I saw it bang up against what I already knew. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yep. And I was talking to somebody yesterday who teaches, quote unquote, I teaches this work, not this work, but this work in their world. They teach this work. I teach the same work that you do. And you could see anything that I had to say about the heart chakra. It was banging up against her already I know this ideology and she wouldn't let it in until the end of the conversation and then it was a light bulb went off like oh my god what what did you just say mm. yeah the interesting thing when I started this work is I definitely done a lot of research being the student of my own healing journey but I didn't I, there wasn't much that it, it um, th that it banged against when she would speak and all this information about the heart chakra. To me, it was like, oh, finally, that makes sense. Mm. Like it was like all the other things that I'd heard. It was like, yeah, it's not. I I like. It's like it didn't quite hit. But every when I was learning this process, I was like, 
oh, okay, this actually makes sense. Like to me, it was very logical, like learning about the heart center and the power. Um, and it just, I think it just rang so true for me. Mm -hmm. And I think what's beautiful about what you shared is to be a, we are students of this work speaking to other students that are listening about this work. And that's how we humbly learn is by being, being willing and open to anything mm -hmm. um, and remaining in that place. Yeah. And I, I think that before Rachel's work, I had read all these books. I mean, I think all of us read so many books, follow all these people. And so I understood what it meant to love myself logically and mentally. So when I was like, when things would come, I'd be like, well, I love myself but I wasn't actually connected to anything. And then the, the a pivotal moment of when I was in the MLC program, it was the second month and I was on this trip with my mom and like, I just could not love my mom. Like I, I was hating her, I was judging her. And then I was crying on literally the, the beaches of Maui one, one night by myself. And I, it hit me, the reason why I can't love my mom is because I couldn't love myself. And that's like, was the first moment I was like, this is what it means to open and love myself through all of these things that are coming up. And that's the difference between Rachel's work and so much work out there. It's like, they're logically telling you beautiful things, man. I would quote everything, but it's like, how do you actually do that? Because everyone does it through their mind and not from their hearts. And that that's the major difference. And the how, <laughs> the how is going to piss you off. And it's going to crack. You're going to have to be brave enough to crack the status quo. Yeah. We're all being called right now to dismantle the status quo. And you have to be brave enough to do that because you're going to find yourself alone in a lot of different areas. I mean, thank God I've got you guys. And so, you know, my, my family's really like supporting me and, and on this journey with me, but, um, yeah, it can, it can get a little bit lonely because you're like, you know what? I don't line up with that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm doing. That's not how I'm doing it. And wow, it can disrupt and shake up a lot of a lot of different areas of your life. And and yeah, just recently I had to be like, all right, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'm all right with that. <laughs> As we get into this topic, um, I would love to start with from you from what you where you were before this um this work what was the status quo for you what is it that you had to dismantle before we get to kind of like what it actually is oh damn dude like how far back you want to go so <laughs> <laughs> well when you were raised bible banger baptist christian you know this this oh god the spiritual <laughs> bible banger baptist wow it's, what it's a insane like when i look at it now i'm like whoa that's some some insane stuff to teach a kid so i won't go into the like all the details with that part but god is is right there okay and you pray and your prayers go up into these bubbles and he has like millions of prayers coming to him at all times and like do my prayers get heard now as he's watching me and has he's seeing how i go about my day is this good enough? Am I doing a good job? And I'm going to end up going to the uh, burning inferno of hell for eternity, or am I going to go to the golden apple uh, pathway of gold in heaven? Like, which one is this going to be? So now 
flash forward 35 years and talk about chakras like what yeah wait a minute what little kid now hey parent this doesn't sound right to me like i don't understand the revelation i don't understand the return of of jesus christ to the planet do all the cars stop do we like bash into trees do does your whole body get taken up and the bad people go down and the good people go up? Like, how does that work? Stop asking questions. It just is what it is. Right. Okay. So there's the psychological, the mental mm. irritation. Um, I'm really confused. I don't understand what is going on here. Uh, why are people treating each other like this and, and being an empath and being a highly sensitive person? not understanding why people were treating each other like this, asking questions to the parents. You don't have any space to feel confused. There's nothing to uh, be confused about. What are you angry about? What are you questioning? Mm -hmm. There comes the emotional disrupted in the distortion, right? So it's like coming from that and landing here, the status quo is shut up, sit down and don't question shit. Mm. Oh, and don't yeah. forget, be overproductive while you're at <laughs> Yeah, right? All that masculine, like, oh, you do, 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 do. And the premise of this work is drop back, like drop into your heart, open, become, become the expansiveness. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that. And, and that makes a lot more sense now because of, of what you shared earlier, because my upbringing with religion was not in America, it was in the UK. And it's not as the the Christian church in England, and I there was a heavy Christian influence of my in my school because of the area that it was in. It's not fear-mongering. It's not this, you're gonna go burn in hell. It's more of an open book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that allowed less of those walls. Like I I, I wasn't told as a kid, if you don't do it this way, you're going to burn in hell. There was definitely this concept of heaven and hell, but it wasn't like, you've got to be a good boy or you're going to burn in hell kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it created it creates a lot more openness to then when you hear the chakras and everything, it's like, oh, okay, well, this kind of makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. And not to mention like anything outside of what the Bible mm. teaches is wrong, right? So right. like anything that I ever heard that wasn't in the Bible was like, that's the devil. And I'd be like, oh, okay, that's the devil. Like reincarnation, oh. everything was like, that's Satan. And I was like, oh my God, satanic. And like, I had a, a friend recently, I was heavily like you, Baker, like um, grew up in a, a Methodist church. I'm a granddaughter of a pastor. And so like, it was church Friday, Saturday, Sunday, religiously. And recently I had a, a friend post about, you know, a baptism that she did with her child. And it basically, the whole message was like, God loves you more than we can ever imagine. And like, um, you're God's child. And like this, this, it was this energy of like, we are unworthy. Right. And everything that religion teaches you is separation, like good and bad people saved and not saved hell or heaven. You know, and it's like no one's actually taking responsibility over themselves. Well, God will handle it. And God has this. And it was his plan. And And it's stay exactly where you are and look to him. And it's just separate. Everything's separate. Everything's separate. 
And all of it was fear, shame, and guilt, like everything that religion is based on. And of course we disconnect, you know, it's, it's so manipulative because that's how they trick us into disconnecting from our divinity, that we are unworthy, that we are, we cannot, like he is greater and everything of course is a he too, you know? And it's like oneness consciousness creator is that's a, that's a she. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so much separation. And it's so sad because that's how people stay small. But if you misinterpret teachings, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. nothing bad about what's written in the Bible for the most part until humans get a hold of it and start tweaking it to match their own needs. If you read the essential teachings, yeah. it's exactly what we're talking about right now. But when you misinterpret it, and you try to control people with the misinterpretation, that's where you're going to end up, you know, kind of being in a hot mess. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when a, when a king of a country takes hold of a religious text and Whoa. translates it from Latin into English, and he's not going to slip a few things in there to make sure that everyone is, you know, paying their taxes or, you know, yeah. falling in line. Hundreds yeah. of years later, yeah. A yeah. hundred years later, you're look, you're you're gonna translate this thing that this yeah. guy got during a meditation. You have no idea who this dude is, and you're gonna translate it, and you're gonna interpret it, and you're gonna write it in your language. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think we would trust that to this day. Yeah. And I think what's so beautiful about I can I can speak for myself, but I had to go through all of that to know that that's not it and that's not for me. Like I went on the path of what does God quote unquote mean to me? And what is my relationship to God without someone shoving it down my throat and telling me mm -hmm. you need to believe this or you're going to go to hell. And so I had to separate from all of that. You know, I went through a long period of denouncing anything other than this human existence. I had to go through that to then find what God means to me. And that has been profound because it wasn't because you were telling me and screaming at me and pushing fear down my throat. It was, no, this is what it is. And this is the connection that I feel. And then to go down and find this work is like, it, this work is untouchable because it connects us back to the truth of who we are. And that's power. There's nothing <sighs> seductive or manipulative in, in what we're teaching right now. And when you're working with somebody and you feel what you feel, I can't describe that feeling, but yeah. it, it reminds me of vibrant life force energy. Yeah. And there's, if, if I were to compare that to sitting in a building being yelled at about right, wrong, good, bad, and tell you which one I'd gravitate towards, it'd be kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And guess what it guess what it doesn't make you do? It does not make me want to run to the bottle. It doesn't make me want to smoke cigarettes. It doesn't make me want to smoke weed. It doesn't make me want to over-exercise. It doesn't make me want to throw up my food. It doesn't make me want to be mean to my neighbor. It doesn't make me want to do any of that. It makes me want to do more of that and help more people. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't want that in their <laughs> life and for everyone? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's many ways to watch that old saying. There's many ways to, is it skin or horse? That's the tragic no, saying. Yeah, don't say skin that. Skin or horse. Is skin that the saying? 
No. Skin a cat? Oh, that's a bad saying. Oh my god, bad saying. Yeah, okay. well, let's, let's not use that saying. Yeah. There's many there's many roads that lead to Rome, right? Yeah. Um, and we're not all saying that, you know, the way that we do this work right. is the only way. Mm-hmm. Like there are many ways. What I found is I can now that I do this work, I can see the different parts of where other people's work kind of correlate to this work. And the main thing is, is what we do is we're connecting you back to you. Yeah. We're connecting you back to your heart. And in that awakening to the parts of you mm-hmm. that aren't really you. Yeah. The parts of you that are coming from, and there's many ways to do that. I've just found the work at MSU is a very efficient, very direct way to create real transformation in a very short amount of time that maybe will have taken a lot longer and it's a very efficient way to roam. And there still are many ways to roam. But yeah, better um, quote. Yeah. Ways to roam. The, yeah. Than the skin in the cat one. But speaking, but speaking of that one, like so this morning, Danny and I went on a hike and I pulled up Instagram before we went on the hike and I basically saw like abuse of animals, right? And I have always had this deep connection to animals. I can just feel their pain and I just I I think they're like the the cream of the crop right and so as i'm sharing this of like what humans do to animals and like factory farming and like what triggered me was at there's this new york state fair and it's a like a whole event of 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 inducing a mother to give birth in front of this whole audience while while people point and like you know blah 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 and they say it's like educational purposes and what as i'm sharing this like the words that came out of my mouth were like i hate humanity for how they treat sentient beautiful beings with no sacredness with no respect and what he beautifully pointed out to me is like that's what needs healing within you ellie uh it was like this hatred right it's one thing to be a voice for the voiceless and then it's another thing to hate and get in separation and do exactly uh, be in the same energy of what is actually keeping us in this low level of consciousness And so in real time, I had to drop in and love that I have this program. And like, I knew exactly where it stemmed from. And I had to love like this little girl who was taught to hate other beings because of all this stuff. And like, that's what's so powerful about this work. It creates this beautiful awareness of where you are in separation and how you keep darkness alive in this world. Yeah. And it's a great segue to talk about the reality of the situation, the reality, the truth of all of this is that you are going to be shown every second of the day, you're going to be shown what you need to be shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. when when your heart is open, and we're talking about the heart chakra as an energetic space, not your emotions. Emotions flow through you the physical form, the energetic form flows through you. But when your heart is actually open, all of these experiences get to move through that open space. Mm -hmm. And as we were kind of talking about before we pushed record, it's that I look at it as being this like, I don't even know. I wanted to show something like a visual something of it. When your emotions move through, like, let's say it's the frequency of guilt, the the guilt frequency gets activated in me and I go, oh, the guilt frequency just got activated in my system. It must be something that I need to heal. I'm going to move this through the filter of love right now. 
Mm -hmm. bring it back to its home frequency of love because my initial goal coming into this spiritual journey 10 years ago, and I had it written down. A lot of people write down, like, I want to become more financially free. I want to find my soulmate. I want to have a house on the beach. Mine was, I want to experience more harmony in my life. I want to experience mm -hmm. harmony more often than not. I wrote that mm -hmm. down and I was like, that's possible. Then all the other things can happen for me. Yes. Right. So I visualize this filter, the heart chakra as being this space in which all of these vibrational frequencies, what we call lower, which does not mean lesser. So don't be going and misinterpreting lower mm -hmm. vibrational frequencies of the planet can move through this thing and it's not linear it's all over the place can move through this thing and come back to its home frequency mm -hmm. so if this guy in front of me is saying some bullshit and it's engaging something in me i'm going thank you mm. i get to bring something home i get to bring it to its home base and i get to experience harmony because you acted like a jerk face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's totally transitioned into my mind because last year I had four years ago, had some really rough news cross my plate and I was in grief. I was in sadness. I was in a really dark space and it sparked the victim consciousness in me. So gnarly and hardcore. And last year at this time, I probably would have said it's happening to me or that guy's a jerk versus what I just said. Yeah. So it's a testament to this work and the daily practice and the daily dedication and the willingness to take a look at ourselves to be like, wow, that just happened for me so that I can bring it back home. Thank yeah. you, jerk face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in the, in the beginning I was like, well, opening my heart has to feel like this because I was in my mind. And so I was like, if, if my heart's not exploding, then I'm not doing the work. I'm not doing the work. And it was this year where like, you know, I talk about this a lot, but getting off the antidepressants, like everything popped open. And so every morning I was asked to drop in and feel. And at first there was so much resistance because it was so painful. And then I'll never forget the moment where I went into the way of surrender. I was in the energetic experience of it and I opened my heart and I felt in real time, the fear running through my heart flowing through. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized this is what this work is. And mm -hmm. your analogy with the coffee filter is amazing. My analogy with it is um, my heart is a tunnel of love. Like it's literally I think of like a tunnel that just like runs and runs and runs like, as long as it is. And I, put a gatekeeper at the front of the tunnel and it wouldn't let anything flow through. And then the moment that I told the gatekeeper, no, we're cool. Let it flow through. Then the fear flows through that tunnel of love. And then it has no choice. But like, think about it when a low frequency like that is met with unconditional love, it's probably like, Oh, here we go. We're about, we're about to not be what we've always been. And that's when, when I had, I had to experience it to understand deeply what it means to let this flow through your heart chakra without it being a logical mental ideology. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The heart chakra is not an emotion. I always used to think love was like a feeling and it can mm. be a feeling. It a hundred percent can. 
but that's not what it is. As Rachel Fiore already always says, love is a state of being. It's not a feeling. And so when we're in the state of being that energetic frequency of love, which is we experience when we open our hearts, then those lower emotions get to experience love. Mm -hmm. And so like for you, as you're, as we're starting this work, sometimes opening our heart doesn't feel good. It can, it, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. If you're being triggered and you're moving through some level of pain, like you were explain, explaining with your antidepressants, as you're opening your heart to the pain, it might not feel good at first. That's, that's what it feels like in that moment to love your pain. Mm -hmm. And the more and more you do this work, you open up and then you can experience the pain and still be at peace. When we were driving home today, you triggered me, right? <laughs> and I dropped in and I could feel how I feel. I felt judged. I felt wrong. And at the same time, I could feel the peace that was in my heart. Mm -hmm. That's my natural state of being. That's everyone's natural state of being. And the more we do this work, we get beyond the duality of, well, I ever feel this or I feel that. And this is how we elevate as we heal is we're able to stay grounded in our heart center and still be in that place of peace, still being the beingness of love whilst feeling yes. an emotion that might be less than that. Yeah. And the more capacity we build to be in the beingness of love, to still be in that vibrational frequency whilst feeling a lower negative, we can call it emotion, that's what allows the transformation, that alchemy to happen because of the laws of energetics this is the world that we live in energetic entrainment happens a lower vibration entrains to a higher vibration it has no choice that's just the laws of the universe yep and we get all of what you just said we have this opportunity i have a toddler and i have a 10 year old and we have the opportunity to teach our children that this is the human experience. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing that you can feel fear and excitement that it literally feels like you have butterflies in your tummy. Mm. Isn't that cool? That's part of the human experience. Welcome. Are you able to let yourself feel that? Just sit here with mama and feel that because we are going to your first day of kindergarten. We're going to go. Mm -hmm. But isn't it cool that your body produces this feeling because you're going to kindergarten and you have no idea what's going to happen today? Versus there's nothing to be afraid of. Why do you feel afraid? Mm -hmm. You already met your teacher. You've already been there. You know a bunch of kids there. I wouldn't worry about it. Plus, mommy comes right back. You know mommy comes right back. Ooh, dishonoring the child's emotions and mm -hmm. what they're actually moving through mm -hmm. versus yep it's okay that you feel angry hell yeah you just got hit in the face with a bucket i would feel angry too let's sit down here and allow ourselves to feel the human experience of being angry that word allowing is uh is really key because this is where the conversation can go to, well, what's the difference between like running a, an emotional program and having emotions versus actually processing them? 
Because sometimes if we aren't actually open and allowing ourselves to fully feel what's happening, we can unconsciously just run a program. So this is a question I get asked a lot through the the coaching work is like, what's the difference there? Because sometimes we can see somebody who is crying and really sad and clearly moving through something, but they're not actually open to their experience they're having and they're completely lost in their program. This is something that we've been working through a lot when you're going through something. You, in the past, you've had a tendency to just fall into the program. Get lost. And then at that point, and I'd love for you to share, like you're in the program Mm -hmm. and in there is a, it's, it's easy to think, oh, well, she's working through that emotion but what's actually happening in that moment? I've given into the program. It's completely taken over and there is no opening. There's, and it's because I'm, a, I'm attached to it. Mm-hmm. And it's also a way that I stay in abuse of self, which is I'm not going to actually open right now. I'm just going to get lost in my program because this is all I know to do. And it keeps me also in victim consciousness. Well, you're this- getting your needs met. You have to remember like a lot of us, you're, we're raised this way. Somebody got their needs met by behaving like that potentially. And you're taught that. So you're, you're entrained with that vibrational frequency at that point, it gets Mm -hmm. needs met and it feels comfortable. It feels safe. Yeah. This is layered. Obviously this is really complex and layered, but there's many, many different reasons why somebody is going to line up with the vibrational frequency of yeah, whatever it may be, comfort, safety. It's what I know. It's the status quo. I get my needs met by lining up with it. I don't know how to not do it this way. I'm afraid, you know, yeah. so much layered in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is that, that very tricky line of like, mm-hmm. where, you know, there's a, one of Rachel's famous quotes is, you know, you can't heal what you don't feel. And it's really important that we do actually feel our emotions, but also energetically connecting to our heart is then the next step of that. It's like, yes, we want to feel things, but we don't want to just like allow the program to run. We actually want to process the pain. And that means connecting to it, opening our heart to it. And all of this is an energetic process. And that is exactly what we guide people through. It's not as simple as, oh, we'll just feel all of your emotions. Yes, we do want to do that. But we also want to feel them from a place of heart-centered connection. And that's what allows the processing and the transformation to actually happen. Yeah, I had this commenter on my Instagram once be like, oh, all I did was feel my pain for years and do, do shit, right? And it's like, and I wrote back, were you connected and open to your heart chakra as you felt the pain? Because it's great that you're feeling and acknowledge it. Now let's heal it. Now let's transform it. And that's the missing step that I think most people don't know. And that's Mm -hmm. not given to us in the healing spiritual world is like, yeah, feel it now open and let's, let's transform this. And, and that's been the greatest piece that I was looking for, for so many years of how do I actually do this instead of like, yeah, I'm meditating twice a day. I'm taking, you know, I'm jumping into cold water and all this stuff, but it's like, the same stuff is, is that still at a hundred, no matter what I do. And it wasn't until this where I was like, oh, that's what I've been looking for. Open. We're meeting it. It's yeah. like, I'm meeting you. Yeah. 
where you're at. I'm not going to let you stay there. I'm meeting you. Yeah. So this, this loving vibration gets to meet the lower, and again, not lesser, (laughs) lower vibrational frequency. I'm meeting you. And like Danny said, it has no choice but to, so long as we are actually meeting it and not letting it overrun or again, resisting the connection because we have this status quo, this idea. I remember talking to somebody about this work before and them going, well, I love the idea about it. I love the idea, except there's something in me that doesn't really believe that that could be happening or that that is a possibility. And it was interesting for me to hear that. And I just can't help it, but wrap right back around to the trust issue, the self-trust, because you were disconnected from that through programs of separation. And we have to identify the programs that are running. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have any trauma from my childhood, so I don't know. Oh, you don't have any childhood trauma whatsoever. Well, no, I mean, I was, I, I don't know. No. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then you just have to back off. But there's a lot of people who will say like, oh yeah, I've got to feel it to heal it. So I let myself feel it, but I'm not trusting that when I meet it with the heart's energy, that it's going to do anything else. I am quote unquote this way. This is the way that I am. I was born this way. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. As you were talking, I had this like image of, you know, I, I you know, I watch a lot of dogs um, who have been severely abused go into like a loving home and obviously, you know, they're running all the little dog is running all kinds of programs, so much trauma, right. And watching all the videos are the progression of how the dog becomes lively and healthy and full of love. Well, it's because this person kept showing up in love, in grace, in honoring, Mm -hmm. just love and love and love. And you watch this dog over time, just become its truest self. And that's exactly what we're doing when we're showing up for our inner child that feels broken, that feels shame, that feel whatever they feel is when you keep showing up with the frequency of unconditional love, watch them bloom, watch them grow and watch them mature and watch them heal. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why this work is so powerful. Mm. You're building trust. You're building trust over time. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not a light switch that goes off because you grew up with with caregivers that weren't connected to their heart. And they taught you a certain way of doing things. And you have to reteach yourself how to show up for yourself in a very different way than you were ever taught. And that takes time and takes Mm -hmm. patience. And it takes the willingness and the the devotion, literally devotion every single morning when I get up, I have a practice of just being there with myself and Mm -hmm. seeing where I'm at in that moment, had a bad dream, Um, feel really good, scared that once I get moving this morning that I might feel irritated, you know, all that stuff comes up and then you just are able to sit there with yourself and be like, oh yeah okay, I totally understand. Like you have every reason to feel that way. I get that. Let's open our heart now and let's just sit here with our, our heart's energy. And I imagine this like, uh, I had a real tough time with this at the very beginning. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. Uh, have some trauma in and around grow the power of your light. Um, mm-hmm. But I visualize a sun 
I yeah. visualize the yeah. sun in my chest. And, and if I can visualize the sun in my chest and I allow the sun to get, as the sun's rising outside, I feel the sun expanding in my body and I can really pay attention to what it's doing inside of my physical form. I can make contact with that spaciousness, you know, every morning. And it's become now the ritual instead of going right into like, what's my day look like? Uh, how am I going to be more productive today? What does my boss need from me? What do my kids need from like all this stuff? <laughs> now it's like, oh, the sun in my heart. And I'm going to sound hella esoteric and weird right now, but the sun in my heart is taking over my body and it's expanding beyond the level of my skin and mm -hmm. it's going into my room and it's going into my house and it's going into my town. It's going into my country. It's going into the world right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just become this little soft, neat thing that I can do every day. Yeah. What <laughs> a beautiful analogy. <laughs> the sun, because the sun is the heart of our solar system mm. you know it, that that is exactly it and then imagine being on earth and somebody closing you off from the sun and imagine how much plant mm. life would grow if somebody just covered up the sun and this is what happens to us as children is we don't learn how to remain open to the light of the sun and you could see with this amazing analogy if you imagine that the earth and the humans and the plants in comparison to the sun are everything that's happening, the microcosm within you. So when we close ourselves off to the light that we are, the entire physical being suffers. Mm -hmm. That's what dis-ease is. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of the things that we're seeing out there, cancers and all these autoimmune diseases and all these things that they're parts of us that have closed themselves off to the sun, to the light that we are. And so as we go in and open and allow the sunlight back into earth, back into the humans and the plants and the animals that are living here, that's what's happening internally is we're opening ourselves off to the light that we are. And when that happens, the physical being that you are has no no choice but to start to thrive again, to start to be in health, to be in harmony, to be in balance. That's what's happening as within, so without. You know, that's what's happening in the microcosm to the macro. And so let's allow that light back in because mm -hmm. the earth is going to thrive far more when we all do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we could want it collectively, but it begins individually. Yeah. You know, you always hear people be like, how can one person do anything? Oh, my God, if you only knew. Only knew. One person has done a hell of a lot in human history. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to name any names. Yeah. But one person can do a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just imagine what happens if that one person becomes a lot of people mm -hmm. and what what shift that can make and that's what we're all part of you know mm -hmm. on this on this journey is really shifting humanity from within from mm -hmm. our own selves mm -hmm. we can't control what everyone else does we can't control the whole planet but we can control how we show up on a day-to-day -day. and that's by dropping in and 
becoming the sun, finding the light within ourselves. You know, vision I just got, you know, like those, those dominoes where you like mm. put one and then the whole thing gets a ricochets and the whole, like, that's exactly it. It starts with one. And then back to the separation of like, well, I like what's one person going to do? Well, all of a sudden <laughs> now you're separate from this idea of having a, a planet that's full of love and light. Right. So instead of going into separation, drop in and heal it. Mm -hmm. Instead of not trusting that the light's not there, drop in and heal it. Like, well, this is where the, the mind has got a block. Okay. So if, if the knowing and, and if the vibrations are coming through and it's hitting your doomsday mentality. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Right. If you're operating through loser mentality, you're going to behave like a loser. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when we drop into our heart and we actually listen to the heart's wisdom and you let the heart guide you and your mind is like, okay, well, thank you, heart. I'll, I'll help you try to figure that out. Instead of mind saying, oh, I got this figured out. Everybody follow me. We are going to, we could shift it right now today. Mm -hmm. If everybody right now had the bravery and the courage to just follow their heart's wisdom and their heart's information and stop following the mind around like some needy puppy dog, we mm -hmm. could shift this whop. We could shift it around right now. Because mm -hmm. millions of people would stop going to stupid jobs that they hate and feeding into corporate greed and all of this crazy, insane nonsense that we're doing, we would flip it in, in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. It's insane. But I can't help but wonder if there's some kind of reason that it is taking it slow. Well, it feels slow mm -hmm. to us as yes. a this perception, right? Yeah. But when you look at the it's just from our lens, right? It's our lens. It feels very slow and it really does. But from other lenses, I'm sure, I mean, from the history of humanity and of earth, I'm sure it's lightning fast. Yeah. Well, I've got a massive amount of impatience. You know, it's like, I'm only here yeah. for like a hundred years. <laughs> oh, a hundred Baker. You live that long. Good for you, girl. I want to do it all. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think that um, the more of us become the first universal way of oneness, the way of responsibility. Oh my, you know, I had a friend recently, she was like, I'm, I just feel hopeless. You know, it's just hopeless. I have no hope for humanity. And I'm like, sis, when you put that energy out, it will remain as that. And if, but if you decide to become the way of responsibility, you will see how much hope there really is because you're igniting that within yourself, knowing that. It, it there's infinite possibilities and if you stay on this timeline you stay in this energy yeah nothing will ever change it will be hopeless but if you shift and heal the hopelessness within you within you watch what happens that's my line these days watch what happens watch when you do the work as, as hope watch what hope is lined up with though mm. hope is lined up with lack mm. and when we have faith you can't budge that shit yeah that's it. That's it. I stop using the word hope because mm. I ooh, hope has hope has a weird undercurrent to it. You're right. The energy of hope isn't powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah love that.
I just felt like, I forget when I used the word last, but I, I felt it run through my system. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. That just brought up something super weird in me because under hope is this knowing that it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. I hope it's going to work out means I'm really afraid that it's not going to. And I, I had to, I had to feel like, okay, I have faith that whatever's supposed to come out of this actually will. Yeah. And it might bring up some disappointment in me, but it at least would be the thing that needed to happen for, you know, growth and evolution. Yeah. There's definitely doubt and hope. There's yep. definitely that doubt there. And I think that that doubt can be conquered when you get in, in alignment with your internal knowing. And when you're really there, it's like the word uh, belief. There's um, someone that I listened to recently talks about how a belief is a doubt because if you have to believe, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And there's either you know or you don't. Mm -hmm. And our mind always wants to know, but it's our heart that knows. So if we're lining up with a belief, there's an aspect of us that's doubt that's doubting. But when we drop in and we really do the deep internal work and we connect to that internal knowing, then that's where like the faith or the trust, the divine trust that, oh yeah, like I know where this is going. Yep. I I have a hundred percent trust in my heart. I feel it. And then there's no, there's no need for any doubt or hope at all. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful topic, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful conversation. Uh, to anyone at home, if you, you know, want to do the deep work that we talk about in connecting and opening, set up a free consultation with us at mastersofselfuniversity.com. And to anyone that's really felt, you know, the power in this episode, please like, share, subscribe. It allows us to keep doing this content uh, for free. And we love showing up in this way for all of humanity. So thank you, Baker. Thank you for all of your wisdom and your words and your badassery. <laughs> and um, also check out Rachel's book, Mason's Way, the 20 Universal Ways of Oneness taught by the spirit of an enlightened dog out now on Amazon. And if you want to go deeper into that, there's also a digital course A Baker. You also have a digital course that's available. You want to talk about it a little bit really quickly? Yeah, it goes through the framework of our work as it relates to plant medicine. So I've been working with ayahuasca and psilocybin over the last 10 years, my, my spiritual healing journey, as well as helping other people. And it teaches you how to bring this work um, into the plant medicine experience. So while I'm in ayahuasca, I'm able to utilize this work. And it's been an absolute game changer. Yeah, beautiful. And you can find that under the tab of shop digital courses on masterofselfuniversity.com. Um, it's a beautiful course. So check it out, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.